Hello, everybody. Welcome in to the Great Scott Show, the Great Sports Callers Open Think Tank, coming at you on a Thursday, which means I will not be offering Norman Locke a $186 million extension. No, you will not. No, you will not. And it's not because of some COVID-19 vaccine saga like you have in New Jersey, or I'm sorry, in Brooklyn, no, it's because I don't have that kind of money. It's okay. I don't know that I have $186. But Norman is in studio. He said he wanted to see my face. He didn't so say did. it was a nice face. So no. I don't know where he's going with it. Good morning. <laughs> What's going good on? Good morning. Good morning. I'm feeling glorious. It's been a glorious week. Glorious? You know? Glorious. Why has it been a glorious week? Uh, you know, Saints lost to the Giants and the Cowboys just Utterly destroyed them, you know. It was glorious. The glorious. glorious. It was like the Saints lost to the, wasn't that last week? But now I see where you're going. Yeah, yeah. That was it. Yeah. That was that's the only reason. Yeah, it was really much. You know, my that's White Sox lost, so that's, that's what you know, you're. Oh, cool. Out. You want to talk baseball? Well, it's my, my White Sox. I mean, Sox you're lost. good. What are your thoughts on on Dodgers Giants tonight? I think the the Dodgers are win. I think that it's it probably going to be the Dodgers Yankees. Just how, how it looked like it's shaping out. But, I mean, the Astros are really good right now. I mean, everybody wants them out because they're cheaters, but, hey, man. Astros Astros, Astros do have a history of, of cheating. The Astros also draw a lot of heat. They draw a lot of heat. They know how to tick people off, and then they've got a lot of fans around here, and so it ends up being, you know, there's a lot of Astros fans around here. That's the only major there's league There's a lot of Braves fans around here. So they've, they've got, you know, Dodgers-Giants are playing tonight. Do you know how many times they have played one another? I know the Dodgers are a historical franchise. Sounds like a lot. Well, and then the Giants used to be the Brooklyn Dodgers. Okay. So, it, it, you know, I'm sorry, the San Francisco Giants. Uh, you had the uh, the they both teams used to reside in New York long, long time ago, and then they ended up both moving out to the West Coast. They have played one another, dating back to 1890. Sheesh, 2,535 times. That's too many times for me to remember, like, a win-loss and history. It's too many times. That's why I can't yeah. really rock with baseball. It's too many times. It, but what's incredible about it is that their postseason history, if you look at, like, how many times they played in the postseason, it dates back to last Friday. So, okay. <laughs> it's it's pretty insane. Um, you know, I mean, I, you know, only division winners made it. Um, to the playoffs in baseball until 1993, and then the wild card stipulation and interdivision, a lot of other stuff. You know, a lot, the, the sports change a lot. I guess is what I'm saying, but it's pretty nuts when you think about the history between two teams. But now they're playing one another in the postseason currently for the first time, and whoever wins tonight will uh, will move on. Yeah, won't be watching, but I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, you don't, you don't care. No, uh, I, what you mean? If, if the White Sox was in it, I care. No, you still wouldn't. Would you watch or would you watch yeah. Pats Eagles? Pats, uh, excuse me, Bucks Eagles. I'm watching Bucks Eagles. Come on, you, you don't <laughs> care. You don't get that much. I'm, you I'm, care, but you know Norman Locke. Um, you know, baseball people would just on Twitter put Norman Locke and then just put a bunch of red flags. Yes, yes. <laughs> what's, what's so funny is, uh, so at UL this past Tuesday, right before the game. I got asked by the communications department to come help in some of the students do a, a simulated newscast. So I'm sitting there, and one of the, two of the students are softball players, and they start asking me about softball. I was like, look, I'm not a professional. <laughs> not a professional. Y'all know more than me. And I told them about how I was like, oh, yeah, the batter made it to the base, and they died laugh. And I was like, yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, so no. <laughs> it should be a great one tonight. We will have the baseball game on our airwaves for you. Dodgers, Giants, right here on ESPN 1420. Uh, WNBA finals are going on. You've been watching that a little bit? Yeah, yeah, man. I want Candace Parker to take one home. OT game last night, right? Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Hey, that, I think, I forget her name. She got a steal and then went down and shoot the three. I was like, bro, she got ice in her veins. I forgot her name. but I didn't even, I mean, I didn't, I, I was here, but I was, uh, I was doing some work and didn't have any TVs on. And then on Twitter, I saw a bunch of people. Bunch of betting people talking about, oh, yes, the over, oh, yes, this, oh, hoops. I was like, oh, okay. I bet Norm's watching that. Chicago. What? Are, getting back to this red flags thing, I don't, I, I, it's, it took like 10 minutes for it to get old. It, it did. It got, it, some things on Twitter like will be funny or cool for a long time. And maybe it's not just Twitter. Maybe it's also Instagram, TikTok. I don't know. But the red flag thing, it was like, it was funny for like, 20 minutes, and then for the last two, it feels like it's been old for like a week, and it's only been around for like two days. That's why you got to get in and get out. Some trends on Twitter, you got to get in and get out. So I dropped my one tweet, and then I got out. Is that, is it, people I, that overdo it, you got to get in, get out. It's, some people are just catching on, and it's like, I don't. I don't. It's too late. It's too late. See, that's the problem. That's why it gets annoying, because you got the early developers, and you got the people that catch on to the trends, and then you got the late bloomers. What time is with the late bloomers? Yeah. Everybody else is pissed off. A good trend is one that's that that's good for like a, a minimum of a week. Like if you're still doing it and it's like making people smile instead of roll their eyes, I'm like, all right, now this is this is pretty good. Or maybe a week's too long. I'll say I'll say like four days. Well, I'll say it depends on the trend because it's like the Jordan. Jordan crying face right. had a grip on us yeah, for like no, a half year. a year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a like, year. Like, a year. That's e- true. Everything got thrown into the Jordan crying face. It's like some things, is, like you said, it just depends on how people interact with it and how much can you use it. Like we could, you could put the Jordan crying face on literally anything. No, you, you can still do it now and it's funny. <laughs> so it's just like with the red flags, it's like uh, people taking it too far. It's just like. Where did that even start? How did that get going? I woke up in the middle of the night and it was just starting to go. By that morning, I dropped my tweet. By that evening, it was it's time to get away. But like we don't, I don't even know who started it or how it became a thing. College kids is bored. It bored at night. Oh, uh, you red flags here. It, it took me a minute to even catch on. I was like, what is this a directional thing? I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. There's just people just red throwing flag. throwing shots, throw a red flag, and go by the yeah. business. When she says, "Uh, you gonna finish that?" And then put red a bunch flag, of red, red flags. Red. Okay, no. guys, stop, stop. I like more local ones, like. After the Pelicans' first media day, when Zion was walking off of the, <laughs> off of the podium, Ryan posted that picture. Oh my God! There was just it was like. Did you see the one in the in the construction uniform? Yeah, yeah. it was hilarious. <laughs> like he put the Bob the Builder outfit on him. He had the lunch bell. It looked like he was just like excited to be going somewhere. That was a good. That, that was that was funny, and that was more local. But I like I, mean, I like uh, there's like a, the a joke, Twitter the, page that that makes everything Cajun. You ever saw that? Like they made the Cajun Kool Aid. They made Cajun. What is this? They make there's a Twitter page on on Twitter, but really? they make everything Cajun. Like they made a fountain drink, but instead of like Mountain Dew, there's like Cajun spice. Or oh, I gotta, I yeah, gotta, they make everything Cajun. I got it. I got it. It's funny you bring that up. I thought about you because you once asked some ridiculous question like, would you eat? Spicy cereal, or I don't yeah. remember what it was. Something, something ridiculous. Uh, I think what was we did it? like soda? What flavor cereal? Oh would yeah, what I what I that was what it was. Flaming Cheeto Mountain Dew soda, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I was like absolutely not. 
I was uh, I was I was out last week, and I appreciate you filling in. I was at a uh, at a marketplace, just farmers market, in a different state, different part of the country, and really good. I, I like I walked by, I just like tossed the guy like a quarter and took an apple, and it was really good. I mean, it sounds <laughs> ridiculous, but it was. Oh, I was like, oh, you want an apple? I'm like, yeah, and it was. You could tell. You could tell. All right, this is this is fresh. This is organic. This is good. So I go by one uh, booth, and there's this couple, and they're selling toffee, which I really like toffee. I don't get to eat sweets much, but I, I just I love the taste. But they had all these weird, different takes on it. And they had one, and they said, they said cayenne pepper toffee. Did you get it? Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I tried it, and it was like, it was kind of bizarre. It was like, it tasted like really, really good toffee. And then the guy's like, now wait a minute. It'll come here. Uh, just give it a second. And then after you eat it, like phew, the spice hits your tongue. And I was like, this is different. And they had one bag left and I did it. Now I, I haven't opened it at home yet, but I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm like I'm waiting. Starting to, I'm starting I'm, to judge you. I'm kind of starting to, bro. You've been judging me for eight years. I I was like, I'm going to wait though. I'm going to offer some folks toffee sometime when they're around. I'm like, oh, here, I love this. And just, Watch them kind of like a few seconds later be like, what uh what's what's going what's going on here? It was different, man, but I I you know what? A little 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 sugar and spice, it's not bad. Well yesterday I had some old base seasoning sunflower seeds and I, I I can't do it. I feel like I was just eating crabs with sunflower seeds. Dude, no, it's, it feels like you're just sucking a crab shell. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, well, I did not like like it. It, you no. might as well put it like a crab at the end of like a, a lollipop stick. Yeah, and I wasn't. I, at first, Why I was would like, you do that? See, I looked at it and I was like, mm. but then I was like, uh, uh-uh. I can't. I don't. I've never been able to do sunflower seeds. I remember when I was young, kids would put like a wad of it in their cheek Ages. because it was like before before most of them went on to dip. But they would, like, be able to get the seed out of the shell all yeah, while they have, like, a hundred other seeds in their mouth. I'm like, I can't do that. You, you know, the like, secret all, all is... I, all, I would, all I did was, like, put some salty, th- and I will just spit spit them out without eating anything. This is what it was. Some of those wild kids, and those kids, too, you need to judge them. They ate the whole thing. They swallowed the shell? Yes, they ate the whole thing. That's disgusting. They ate the whole thing. I feel, I feel like that would be bad for, like, your... Digest. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I used to always wonder, like, how are they Why? able to separate all the time? If you had, like, like one in your mouth, I would. St- if, if it was just one, I would still need to, like, use my fingers to kind of I whittle do, like, the, one the seed of, I could, out. I could do, like, three, four. But you'd see these kids that were, like, I guess they were trying to be, like, big leaguers. But they just have it all, like, a big wad in their cheek, and they'd be pitching in, like, Mustang League. And I'd be like, why are you? <laughs> what are you? What are you? There's only two flavors of sunflower seeds I could do. It's dill, pickle, and ranch. Uh, I didn't even Ugh. They'll pick flavors? Yeah. They'll pick one ranch. Get you right. Ranch sunflower seeds. It will get you right. No. <laughs> no it will get spit out. I'm like, I don't want any of that. I don't mind eating sunflower seeds like on a salad. That's about it. And they're not in the shell. I can actually eat the seed. Like, I don't, I don't know if I've had that before. Well, you probably have. You just didn't know it was, it was, it was in this. If, yeah. if you, you know, unless you're somebody that never, ever, ever touches a yeah, salad. Yeah, I'm not vegan. You don't you want like a salad. You don't have like a house salad or something at like a restaurant before they bring it for the meal. Not a vegetarian. I'm not either, but I mean, I'll still eat a salad. Don't eat Anytime grass. I used to eat, don't eat grass. one one Lent years ago, I gave up meat. It was hard, but I didn't eat meat for all the Lent. And Steve Steve Pellick, when you know I'd come in here, and a lot of times during that stretch, I would have like a salad. It'd be like a big salad because I was still hungry. 
be like, call, Cat, that's disgusting. What are you doing? What's wrong with you? He's like, I would rather die than do that. I'm yeah, like, no, well, I, no, I can't. You know, I know the, he was eating a lot of salad too. All the sacrifice. I, that I ate more salad during that stretch than much, much, much more than normal. ESPN fourteen twenty. You, how does how does how do a professional football player like how do they pull off? Like, all right, no, check that. Let's get back to Zion because that's that's where we, all this started. Zion's fat. Yes. I mean, does he need to go on a vegan diet right now? I say he needs to go on a keto diet. He need to cut all carbs. He need to cut all sweets, cause that uh, that's the only thing I could think that can be having him gain this amount of weight while nursing an injury is him eating junk food. I, I mean, if he was clean eating, I can't see him gaining that, right. that amount of weight. Like he's not clean eating. At this point, it's like if you can just get him at like the Duke size, you're like okay. But the season tips off in less than a week, and I don't care what they said. He ain't playing. He's not playing, no. And they're not saying anything. And he's the one that was like, oh, I'm definitely playing game one. It's like he hasn't practiced at all. He's at practice doing light cardio and kind of walking. And I, somebody, you know, I know a few people over there. I got some videos. Let's just say this dude is completely out of breath just. It's light strolls. That's why. I mean, it's not, it's not, I'm. this is an overreaction here. It's not a good situation currently with Zion and this team, whereas the rest of the team practicing together, calling each other, getting together in the offseason, all this stuff. B.I.'s like, offseason's here. I'm putting on some mass. I, it, I, I get kind of thrown around on defense. What did he do? He put on some mass. Willie Green. And meanwhile, Zion, even before he injured himself, you know, he was off on his own, even before all that was kind of – didn't reach out to his head coach when his coach texted him. Didn't respond. Kind of ghosted B.I. Like, it's not good right now. Nah, and then like you said, um, just speaking on social media, I follow a lot of the Pelicans players on Instagram. And I see Najee Harris with the team interacting with Najee Marshall. Player. Najee Marshall, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm thinking, it's football. be a physical football yeah. team. I'm thinking, uh, so I've seen Najee Marshall um, with the team doing extracurriculars, I see uh, Graham out driving around New Orleans with 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 Jackson Hayes. You see Jackson Hayes and the Kill Alexander Walker Nikhil, chilling together. Man. You see Bi interacting, but where's Zion? That's the biggest. I'm like, this is the star player. Why isn't he, he got the most money out of everybody? Why ain't oh, Brandon Ingram does? But why isn't everybody? Following under Zion, why isn't Zion initiating all this? You got Nikhil Alexander Walker initiating this. You got uh, uh, Bi trying to become the alpha, become the leader. I think he has. I think he is. I mean, now on one hand, it's oh well, Zion's been hurt, and yeah, he's been hurt and rehabbing. But you can go back to some dates before that. You can go back to the finals. Um, can't just go out to eat. Can't go to the movies. I mean, you can't respond to a, a text from your new head coach i've even been in the movies when anthony davis took the pelicans to the oh movies yeah he before. did that often he'd take him out to eat he'd take that. him out to eat but it's like zion what do you his his maturing process isn't growing uh, i'll say that guy like he isn't mature yeah which which is which which leads me to the next question did we overestimate his maturity level when he first came in. Because the talk was, man, wise beyond his years. Seems way more mature than 19-year-old. He's still, he was still only 18. He seems this. He seems that. 
did we just kind of overestimate all that? Was more of that just kind of fluff and a marketing team putting that out there when in reality it's like, nah, he's he's like 21 and he he still kind of acts like he's like a, a teenager. I'm gonna put two. I'm gonna put two things into my thought process of Zion him maturing. One, I'm gonna add COVID to it because I'll say if COVID didn't happen. I'll say he'd have had more events around New Orleans. He would have had more of a rapport with the fan base immediately coming out of college. Two, I'm going to say he's growing up right now in the NBA babied. When you have your stepfather, you have everybody speaking for you. You've missed a lot of time, but you keep getting these big-time endorsement deals. You really haven't done anything. You really haven't accomplished anything. And right now he's just speaking off of whim and then you still have these talking heads saying oh all you gotta do is get out of there i think zion's starting to believe and listen to the talking heads where it's like oh i'm just doing my bid in new orleans i'll be out of here soon yeah i can do put anything. in the work i mean right now all he's doing is, is shooting dribbling and, and rehabbing and that's it um seems like on a yearly basis the team Needs him. Obviously, when he's in there, he is a freak of nature. Even at his size, here's here's what's going to probably happen. There's going to be frustration from the fans. There's going to be frustration. He's going to eventually play, probably on some kind of restriction. And when he plays, he's going to be awesome and powerful and big. And if you want to use the word fat, okay. (laughs) And then people are going to get excited. And then maybe another injury happens or... You know, it just kind of lingers out there. Of like, you could say if he keeps this weight on, because there was so much talk about his weight his first two years that it was like, this is, this is, they're they're reaching here. Not right now. Now it's an actual topic of conversation worth having. Um, but I, I think he goes in there, he plays incredible, and then you know the team wins. Maybe the team loses. Who knows? And then it gets back to, oh, he's great. And it's like, but how much better could he be? If he did all of these other things, right? It's not like this is the old Pelicans medical staff, guys. They've got the best in the NBA in Aaron Nelson. They went from being a team that was consistently, consistently in the top three, often number one for most games missed to injury among players on their roster. Last year, despite what you might believe about Zion missing time and everything else, they had the least amount of games missed among their players due to injury, due to basketball injury, the least. That has to do with the training staff, right? So you can't look at it in the past and say, oh, well, they've screwed this up or that up. It's yeah. – he got hurt out on his own. That's why I'm not buying in. It, it, uh, it's it's weird because he's such a, a, a universe – he has the opportunity to be as good as the hype is right now, but if he doesn't – he doesn't grow up fast, that ain't going to happen. I cannot. I'm not buying in right now. I can't afford another heartbreak by this Pelicans team. Oh no, no. You, this if you're if you know if it's, I'm not if doing the it. Pelicans tip it off next week, I'll be excited when it happens. But I'm just, I am programmed to just wait for the worst. Yeah, I, I said this is what my going notion is. Talk to me in 20 games. Ask me about the Pelicans after 20 the games. Problem with that, and you're not wrong, is. That's what we say. Like it feels like that's what we say every year. No, that's literally what it's we say like, every year. But it, it's it's every it's every year. It's well, look you. You got you got a new coach. You got some new key players. Zion's going to be out. The continuity's not there. It's going to take them some time to gel. It's going to take, and all of that is is true, right? And yet, I'm tired of saying that at the beginning of every single season. When David Griffin took over, and and you learn you land the first pick in the draft, and you've got 
the trade from LA and you didn't you didn't even know how good BI was going to be at that point. But what were you saying? You're like by year three, you need to really be in, you know, sixth in the West. That you need to really be one of those teams that's kind of on the rise, on the way up. And not only have they I wouldn't even say they've been in neutral. They've taken arguably a step back. And it's here it is. It's year three. It's starting and it's the same. You gotta give it some time. And and I'm just I'm just done with it. I mean, I'll I'll get excited. They'll have a performance here or there that I'll I'll overreact to and get excited about, but I will know deep down they're only going to disappoint me. And that's where I'm at with this franchise, and that's what I'm expecting. And that's 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 a shame because all reports are the team that's there practicing and playing have have connected with Willie Green. That's a great sign. They need a coach they can connect to. Um, the the role B.I. has taken as sort of just wanting to be the alpha on this team despite his sort of laid-back personality, uh, but the role he's taken of getting the guys together. Nas growth as a player. A lot of things that you can talk yourself into and get excited. I mean, look, uh, Murphy, that, that might be the steal. That, that guy's just, he is no-nonsense let me put on the hard hat. I'm not here to bleep around. I just want to play basketball. They've got some things there to get excited about, and yet I am not going to get sucked in again, nope. Norman. It's nope. like, no, you're not You're not catfishing me again to Orleans Pelicans. It ain't happening. You guys have been putting out a front year after year. Like, man, it looks good in that picture. It looks this, this image looks good, and in the right light, and on the right night, it is. But up off, and then you just you continue nope. to have those issues. Won't. Fall for it this time. I'm excited though. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited though. ESPN fourteen twenty. All right. Louisiana's Raging Cajuns dominant performance over app. We spent majority of the show yesterday talking about it. We'll take a look at the group of five who is standing out right now in college football, Coach Napier's future. We're going to talk NFL as well, make some predictions for the upcoming week. And an exercise that I that I did yesterday, we'll see if, if Norm actually answers the questions or just trolls. But now that the Saints are the bye, who's been the biggest disappointment? Who's been the best player thus far? Who's been the prize? And what's been the best moment or worst moment? depending on how you look at it. Norm likes to to look at it in all kind of trolly ways. It's all coming your way. Don't go anywhere. This is The Great Scott Show. I'm Scott Prather. We'll be right back right after this. Back into the Great Scott Show. Scott Prather, Norman Locke in the house. You can email the show, Scott at ESPN1420.com. Tweet us at ESPN1420. This one comes to us from Tom. Says, so, Scott, what exactly are you and Norm saying? Is Zion not going to play this year? He ain't playing Wednesday. No, he'll play this year. He'll play. I mean, yeah, I said, eventually he'll come back and he'll play well and. Folks will freak out, and then something bad will probably happen after that. 
Everyone will talk about how great he is, and I'll probably be one of them, but it's how much better he could be if he kind of drops some LBs, put some other things together. Foot injuries with big men are ominous. Yes, it is. Heavy big men. That's why you got to drop it, man. All right, ESPN 1420. College football, Louisiana's, they're, uh, they're, I would say in terms of overall performance, best performance of the Billy Napier era. Okay. Folks right. will say the Iowa State win. Here's the thing about that one. Um, that one's up there high on the list, and Iowa State was really good, and it was on the road. But you had two special teams touchdowns in that game. You had two returns, game-changing plays that were awesome. But everything, like Tuesday night, that was just on the field between the trenches, butt-kicking against a very good team that I think folks can forget. Most lopsided defeat in conference since App State's been in the Sun Belt. Um, They were favored in that game. I mean, I could go on and on. App's a good team, and they made them look like they made them look like an FCS school. They really did. And for the betting people, for the Cajuns to go in as a four-and-a-half-point underdog and to put up 40, 41 points, yeah, put up to put up 41 points, I think this is a big-time statement by the Cajuns, by Billy Napier. National television, you got the scared money, don't make no money T-shirts. This is a big-time win for the department, for the students, for everyone. I, I, I'm going to say it was a... A plus on all on all facets. So, Tailgating, I finally got me some black pot. Got me some 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 sauce out of black pot. Some so, you, you said, be clear here, folks. Just heard you say a I sauce, finally got sauce. me some black pot. Oh yeah, no. Just be clear. Make sure no. they know what you said. No. What do you mean when you say I finally got me some black pot? So I've been searching for a, a Lashley or a Bougereau, you know, or a Booty. To cook me some some What's gumbo the first or something. What you said? A Lashley. A Lashley? Yes, Lashley. Last name. Scott Lash- Lashley. Lashley? Lashley. That's a, that's, that's, you think that's it's you a common Cajun. name around here? It's Lashley. No. <laughs> even, I don't even know what you're saying. It's Lashley. I don't know what that, how do you spell that? Oh, that's the wrong person to ask. I can't, I can't, I barely spell corn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so. Where you know someone asked me where does UL stack up with with the the G fives right now? The reality is this season. I think we could beat Cincinnati. <laughs> currently, Cincinnati is in a class above all the others. Yeah. I mean they're they're ranked in the top four. Um, they're really good, and well, top three depending on which poll you look at. Uh, SMU is good. They're undefeated. San Diego State's undefeated. Um, I do not put even though BYU isn't in you know the Big Twelve yet. I don't I don't include them. But Coastal Carolina is ranked fifteenth. Uh, UTSA team the Cajuns beat in the in in the bowl game last year. They're having a great season. Mm-hmm. Uh, App State was a team that some mentioned. Liberty is another team some mentioned. You all will play Liberty later this year. I mean, I, I don't put the Cajuns up there with Cincinnati, but in terms of the rest of that group, SMU, San Diego State, certainly Coastal. Yeah, they're right in that mix, and uh, they weren't prior to Tuesday. Despite, you know, anyone that thought they were, it was based on what they've done the previous few years, not based on what they did over the first five games. No. Despite the fact they were 4-1, and one, had they played like they did in the first five games, they would have been beat. That's how, that, that was the drastic difference. That was the game where it was like, man, they haven't come close to reaching the ceiling, but are they at least going to be 
you know, pulling the little chain on the fan that you got to pull the chain on the fan whenever the light has to turn on, you know, the annoying, okay, which one is it? Oh, shoot, I turned the light off. Oh, dang, I put my hand up too high. It's dark in the fan cut. I'm getting a little too descriptive here. But that performance, I think, puts them back in that mix. And that's based off of previous couple of years and then what we finally saw on Tuesday night. And also, I'll say this is, from my eyes, probably the best passing game I've seen from Levi Lewis. Like, all the passes were darts. All the passes were supremely accurate. His pocket presence was immaculate. This was this was a routing for Levi Lewis. It was Lewis. his best game as, as a Cajun. Um, and it's funny because if you just – with Levi, if you didn't watch UL and all you did was go and you'd look through box scores and stat sheets, you would look at the game – and you'd be like, oh, he didn't even play that good. Like if you just looked at box scores, you'd say, oh, he this this was in terms of all his games this season, this one might be at the bottom. If you watched the Cajuns, you would say, best game he's ever played. Methodical. Because he didn't have to throw it in the second half, so the stats aren't high. Correct. Um, fifteen to twenty-five, two hundred nine yards, a touchdown, a pick. It's like, yeah. But when you watched it, and you watched his command of the offense, you watched those early darts. And you watched, like, it, aside from the pick, which Napier took blame for. Now, whether it's his fault or Levi's. I like, I like the fact he did Billy, yeah, he'll, he'll always do that, right? Outside of that, um, there were no plays where you would say, which you tend to say about a lot of games with Levi Lewis, is, man, he was he was good, but he wasn't great because he left four, five, six plays out on the field. Mm-hmm. You didn't have that on Saturday. It was he made the right decision. And this is a guy that, I mean, on the touchdown throw to Lacey, he was his third or fourth option. I mean, Levi's so intelligent um, and and just had a full command of everything on, on Tuesday. So he's like, he'll have games where you're like, man, I'm just not feeling it. Like, how's he? He's not, he's, he's leaving too much out there. And you look at a, you look at a box score, you look at a stat sheet, you're like, well, shoot, he's like completing 65% of his passes and he hadn't turned it over. And he has, 29 rushing yards. We're only in, you know, the four-minute mark of the second quarter. I guess he's playing okay. But as you like to say sometimes, Norm, there is something to just the eyes and watching. And if you watched, and if you have watched Levi, you would know that that was one of his best performances. And he he felt good after, and he should have, man. And the whole team felt good after, and they deserved to because it was it was that kind of performance. Yeah, and then, I, you know, I've been screaming to get the ball a little bit more to Kyron Lacey, and I think that, just seeing that first pass was amazing. To see the explosion that he has, man, this Cajuns team, the sky is the limit when it comes to this offense. If this what the offense can do to Appalachian State team, which App- Appalachian is in the state, but, you know, this is, this is what it is. But what if they can do what they did to this Appalachian State team, Scott, there's it's not many teams, I think, that can stack up with the Cajuns. Well, it, it, on top of that, I think, we won Alabama. De- Stop it. <laughs> I think the defense was. I, I would dare. I, I think even more impressive. Um, oh, Percy, Percy Butler, two hundred and eleven total yards for App State, a team that was averaging four fifty five. Thirty five points a game. Uh, created four turnovers, held them to thirteen. Um, just, I mean, they I were averaging Zion two point seven yards yeah. a carry on the ground. Uh, they got after it. Chris Moncrief's sack was was in a in a big moment. That just there was a brief, very brief glimmer of oh maybe I can get back in this. Boom! He just shut the door on it. Uh, they won in the trenches. It was 
for Patrick Tony's performance as the D coordinator and the defense as a whole. The secondary had their best game of the season. I've been, wait, I've been waiting for that. The front sevens had some good ones. Secondary, they had their best game of the season. And of course, it has been, and as you would expect it to be when they have a performance like that on national TV, Billy Napier's name gets out there and, oh, he, he, he should go there, or he might go here, or he might go to that place, or this school that should have an opening should look at him here. And some Cajun fans get stressed or upset about that, and I always say stress about it after the season, and if you're stressing about it, then you're always going to stress about it as long as he's here because that's the reality of having a very good head coach at a G5 program that's having a lot of success. You're right. I'm I'm feeling Billy Napier. I don't know why LSU fans keep saying, "Oh, he's just a, you no." Know, hey, listen, Billy can't fix y'all problems. Forty five minutes up the road, brother. <laughs> so y'all need to stop that. Just leave it. Yeah, he could. Yes, he could. I'm he not, wouldn't fix anything overnight. Somebody with his management skills would. I think absolutely LSU has thrive deeper, at LSU. deeper problems and deeper issues. I think they need a, a full cleaning of house. Well, and yeah. Then, but, but what what is? Of course. Yeah, but I'm. It's like Billy would take a job where it's like, oh, you can come, but you have to keep a lot of all these coaches no, and this I, other stuff. Well, if I'm no. Billy, I'm not going to a job where I got to completely rebuild from scratch. I can stay where I'm at and keep winning. I, you go. Why would I? Not, let's say it's not Billy, Scott. From what a dumpster fire LSU looks like right now, your your star players are getting hurt. You're losing recruits by the day because this season is going to kill off a bunch of recruits. Why would I want to walk into that dumpster fire that's going to take at least a season or two to rebuild? Why would you want to take a head football coaching job at LSU in a state which is extremely rich in recruiting and an athletic budget with booster support that's endless? Oh, if I'm know. coming from a winning program already, it seems like a step down to me. No. It's <laughs> just me. Like, no. I've, I've, hey, man, because you could get into that program. You can get into the LSU and do all that. LSU is not a top five. Four job like like some in their fan base believe it no, is. No, Scott, it you is, cannot lose four games is, a season with it LSU. Is, it is absolutely a job that a lot of people would be interested in. I, I'm not saying that a lot of people wouldn't. I'm just saying if I'm Billy Napier and I'm coming off of multiple uh, double-digit win seasons, I'm not going to LSU for two seasons to rebuild. Well, at the end of that season, we're not going to be good, and you're going to get – more and more pressure. Yeah, but you're not him. I mean, it, I just it, if I mean, I, I mean just, the whole hypothetical it, I have, is look, if I, I am I, him. I, I, I don't know what the future holds. I don't know if I think LSU would have some interest. Of course, Woodward. You rather go to Woodward, if you're if you're Billy, Woodward you're going to LSU a, or USC Woodward right now. Is, he's not. He's not going. I'm to just giving. I'm saying going you're, to USC. If if you had the choices, I would go. I would, I would go to LSU. I'd go to USC. I'd go to you. Please, man. They they don't they don't have the amount of support into from the from the university side of things in in the football program. They don't have like like you know yeah you've got money you've got market this stuff. In terms of university president that side of it they don't they don't. Yeah, well uh, we'll see because uh, I'm gonna tell you this next LSU coach yeah <laughs> he gonna be on the clock. <laughs> coach O. Won a national championship at LSU. Les Miles won a national championship at LSU. That's why I'm like, if I'm Billy Napier, I'm not going in there. I'm not going because that's the. I mean, he might not. He might be at UL for years. He might be somewhere else in a year or two years or three. LSU might have interest. They might not. But I am not. I'm not going to suggest that 
he couldn't win there like you did. Like that he couldn't clean things up there like I didn't, you did. I'm, I'm suggesting that it's not a favorable you position. Said, you said earlier he couldn't clean. I let think me, he, let I me think clear, he could let clean stuff up, up anywhere. Let me clear it up for you. Anywhere. It's not a favorable position for Billy Napier. And if Norman Locke was Billy Napier, I wouldn't want to go there and have to rebuild and clean house when I'm already at a winning program that pays me well in a city that loves me. I'm not going 45 minutes up the road it, to hell. It, no, it, I wouldn't it's, do it. First of all, it's not hell. Secondly, it, it is hell right now. Secondly, I mean, when would you say clean house? What would you say? Like, wherever. You have to start over with a defensive coordinator. You got to start over with yeah, an offensive that's what you would want to do. You're making it sound like that's the bet. That's what you would have to do. Yeah. Any 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 coach that's really good, and this includes Billy Napier. When Coach Hud once, came, Coach Hud didn't completely once, clean house with once, the game. And, 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 and neither, neither did Billy. He kept, it's, like, two guys, right? And any coach that goes somewhere, you know what he still had, though? He still had full autonomy. It and he was still his had decision. The, he still had good recruiting classes from the previous coach that was coming. The, the, the first no, the first UL class, they got in late. They had like, like 10 guys. I mean, that's the first year is always going to be rough. But you talk about cleaning house like it's a bad thing. Any coach wants full autonomy to make all the decisions on a coaching staff. Scott, I'm looking at this LSU team right now, right? You're looking at it right now and not right now, what a coach thinks they could do with it. That's the problem. Yeah, when once you clean the house, I'm looking at it like you know. Again, this is coming from a state of winning. If I'm a, if I'm an up and coming coach, yes, I want the opportunity. If I'm coming from Chattanooga University and I didn't win the last ten years, damn right, the LSU hire me because it's Chattanooga they're not, University. They're not, they're not hiring someone from Chattanooga. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. You're you're Wichita you're, State. You're, no, you're you're, mis- you're, mis- you're mistaking. LSU currently being a bad spot. Came from a couple places. What was, what's his, what, but what's his claim to fame to get him to? It's USC, right? That's where he had his most success as an interim. He also was on the Saints staff for a year. And I'll say this. Whenever he left after one year, old Sean wasn't saying all these great things about him either. Chattanooga A&M. You're just trolling. Hey, I'm telling you, man. Just trolling now. I, hey, all my right now. You're just I'm on a hot streak now. with my hot takes. I'm on. I'm on a streak. Don't you? Hot trip. streak. No, I'm on a hot streak. No, you're not. I'm on a hot streak. Oh, really? What kind of streak is this? I picked the NBA champions. Okay. Okay. I've picked the collegiate champions. Is this is this a, a hot take? Picking Milwaukee to win the championship in the beginning of the playoffs? Yeah, it was. Nobody else. Oh, nobody oh else I, I, I picked Milwaukee before the season started. To win the to win the title? Yeah, well, we didn't pick. I picked them to get to the finals. We didn't pick champions. Okay. It's a little different. I, it's not. It's not. It wasn't a hot take. They were one of the best teams. That's not a hot take, Norman. To, to us, oh, uh, a hot take would have been A and M is going to beat Alabama. A hot take would not have been they had people Alabama and Georgia are going to be really good this year. That's not a hot take. They had some people preseason to pick A and M over Alabama preseason. I'm talking about last week. Yeah, no, I mean, no. That see, that's a hot take. Yeah. Someone before the season saying AM's and going to be good, it's that wasn't upset. a hot take. Everyone was I mean, it's a hot take in the beginning. It's an upset if you say it the week before. No, you don't even know. You don't even know the definition of what you're even talking about. No, it's not a hot take if you pick an upset. It, we, because it, short picks upset. It, it absolutely me. depends on how big of an upset it is. Okay. And okay. do you do it all the time? If you do it all the time, then it doesn't count because then you you got you're a right, wide target. Right, you just yeah. Correct. But picking Milwaukee, that's that's not. Pick Milwaukee when when everyone picked the Lakers and the Nets. You love to use the term everyone. As it it like really was. Just, it literally was. Literally, it, like it, you, like you, you just. It it's literally everyone. is like ninety percent, ninety five percent of everyone. who. 
of the population. Of everyone? Anyone everyone who's in the ever world? Making a pick. <laughs> like, I picked the Bucks. They like, uh, you know what we're going to do? I'm going to. Let's just I, I let's just let's just see, see what Webster says about hot take. Okay, because right now my hot take is um, Coach O is going to finish the season. Why everybody yeah. keeps saying now this is Friday. a hot? Give me because this this right here is a hot take. He will coach the first game of LSU Absolutely football next year. Not. He Absolutely will coach not. it. There is no way. Coach there O is no way. Will coach the first game of there next season. There is no way. There is no way. Definition of hot take. A quickly produced, strongly worded, and often deliberately provocative or sensational opinion or reaction. Yes, you know, I think about mine. I think about mine. See, you ain't come as quick. I think about mine. Really? I do. You do? I think about them. If you think about them, then by, by according to Webster, there, you don't actually ever have a hot it's take. It's a lukewarm take. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a quick phone call. Good morning. Welcome into the show. Uh, Ed Orgeron will become the next head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. You write that down. I'm calling it right now. <laughs> hot take. That's a hot take. Well, no, I'm, yeah, wait, that's not a, that's a cold take. I think you don't, you don't think that's going uh, that's possible. Uh, no, no, yeah, no. Not not after losing eight, seven possible games. I feel like there's some sarcasm. There's there's a punchline coming here somewhere. No, I'm not. <laughs> Scott, you're not I was, serious. <laughs> I mean, I know, I know you're not serious. No, I was gonna, I was gonna say something about Groot and then bananas, but I decided not. It's too oh, early. No, yeah, um, don't do it. I was gonna oh, elaborate, yes. uh, ooh, elaborate more, but I decided not. Let's leave that alone. Um, but um, <laughs> who, uh, Scott, who would you, who would you like to see coach LSU if they get rid of Ojeron? Uh, I, 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 I don't. I wish I could give you like a, a long list. I mean, I don't know. If you ask people in Baton Rouge that are in the media, they'll tell you, oh, well, they should go after Lane Kiffin or James Franklin or Lincoln Riley. And I suppose. The guy in uh, Cincinnati. I hear his name. Yeah, yeah. Luke, Luke Fickle, right? Luke Fickle. Luke Fickle's a guy. It's funny. Luke Fickle briefly played. He was in, he was in a Saints training camp and was, uh, was actually teammates with Jake DeLome uh, back in 2000. And. He said, you know, Jake told me, he's like, Luke, in terms of just like football knowledge, you could tell early on this guy had a future in coaching. Um, you know, all those guys. I mean, I, I don't I, the I don't know if if when they fire O, if LSU will have strong interest in Napier or not. I think they might have a little. But earlier, the, the, the point that I guess I most disagree with Norman is – Oh, LSU's in such a bad state, he couldn't, you know, he can't clean that up. And I, I think... Yes, he can't. I think he absolutely... I think someone of his management skills could thrive at a place like that. Now, I don't know that he wants to or will or anything like that. But I think I think he could absolutely win there and, uh, and, and, and win a lot. But whoever it is, yeah. it's got to be... It's going to have to be somebody that is... Like Lane Kiffin, that that just seems a bit too hot, right? Like like Ed Ogeron has a lot of heat on him and and draws a lot of headlines and all this other stuff. I think whoever it is, they needed to be more of your. I won't use the word Boy Scout, but somebody that's not going to um, just constantly be in the headlines or you know Barstool's favorite coach because they're just out there and do wacky things. I think it needs to be somebody more of a Nick Saban mold type that is 
you know what, uh, let's order in and let's never see any of the town and let's just get to work here and let's just grind away at this thing. And I think that's the head coach that whoever it is, I, I think Not that's what they should go. Oh, <laughs> uh, man, God, that prank call last week. Jesus. Oof. Hey, hold on. Uh, no, that prank call was excellent. Oh, man, I dream of having a call like that. <laughs> that, that was... <laughs> That was, hey, hey, but hold up. I need uh, one of those. I'm going to hang up on this stuff. Uh, uh, getting back to the Raiders. Watch. You know who's going to be the next head coach, right? The enemy. I think the enemy's going to get that job, man. It's, that's, you know what? You're probably You're right. You're probably right. Yeah, You're probably nah. right. Now think about it. Bien-Ami, they said the enemy wants the USC job, right? Because he's from that area. But Las Vegas and LA, that's a, that's, that's a four-hour that's drive. It, yeah. Well, well, yeah, but when you're a head coach, I guess, during the season, you're not. And I think you know. I think the Raiders' PR moves and everything. Oh yeah. No, I, no. I I, I, I see. I I think that's not a hot take. I think that is a well reasoned take. It is a well reasoned. Norman Luke could Wong. learn. Yeah, Luke Norman Wong. could learn a thing or two. Luke Wong. Luke Wong. Hey man. Right now. I, you sure? I predict you're going to be champion. No, no. <laughs> you have a good one. Thank you. All right. Appreciate it. Let's take one more before the break. Good morning. Welcome into the show. Good morning, guys. How y'all doing? Fine. Okay. One name that I haven't heard a lot of LSU fans, including you two, that has not come up that I think would be great, Dave Aranda. He just got at Baylor. Look what he's doing over there. You have to do some research into him. Well, I mean, look, he's he was the best coordinator in football when he was at LSU. Um, right. Best defensive coordinator, anyway. Uh, last year at Baylor wasn't to, wasn't so great, but you see in year two how big of a turnaround that's already there. Um, exactly. You know, I think I think he'll be. I think he'd be in the mix, um, especially right. if Baylor finishes really really strong. There's a familiarity there. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've I think Aranda would be a guy. I don't think he'd be at the top of the list, but he would certainly be on it. Okay, one more thing, and, and I'm going to hang up on this. Norm, believe it or not, I sort of agree with you that Coach O will coach at least one or two games at the beginning of next year, but here's the reason why. Okay. All these coaches that we keep talking about, the Finkel, the Lane Kiffin, these guys are still going to be playing in bowl games. See what I'm saying? So they're not going to have time to interview these guys. You got what I'm saying? Okay. So you wouldn't you wouldn't wait like what? you know you wouldn't wait like a month to get the right head coach. You'd rather keep Coach O for a whole. You'd rather give well, Coach O the month of December to just I don't know soil his oats yeah, and come he's back he's as the head coach instead of fire him and do extensive research and then just wait and, well, and hire someone. Yeah, but or, okay, but all these guys that you all are are mentioning are going to be in bowl games. So. Probably. So? Okay. Well, when are they going to have time to interview? Afterwards. You can wait and hire a head coach after. You I mean, literally can. You know, I, I, don't think, I don't think it's this tipping point of, well, there's no way. You have to get someone here immediately or else all bad things are going to happen. I think if you're realistic about where you are, you're, you, you, know, you, you want to get the thing right. Would you rather hire a great coach a little bit later and maybe miss out on a few recruits or keep Coach O? Understand what you're saying, your point, but I mean that 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 Lane Kiffin. Why would you want that? Why would you want him? I I, I you know, don't I don't disagree coach. with that. He's a great offense. You know, coach. no, 
you know, Bill O'Brien, the offensive coordinator for Alabama. You know, not many people have mentioned him. What do you think? And I'm going to hang up and listen. Bill O'Brien. I don't, I don't know. I, I just feel like, like I said, I, I think he's going to coach the first game next season. So going forward. No way. There's no way. Season ends, he's gone. Okay. We shall see. We Co- shall see. Coach O said he hasn't talked to anybody about his job. Well, of course. We're not going to do that during the year. I don't know. I mean, they've had coaches that have had that. Yeah. He might get a Coach O doesn't strike me as the kind of guy where it's like, hey, we're going to fire you at the end of the season. So if you, you know why? Just hang out and, and then don't make it official until after. He'd be like, no, I'm not doing that. You I'm know coaching. why? None of these boosters want to end up in a fishing hole. <laughs> That's what it that's what it is. <laughs> we'll take a quick timeout. We'll come back, start digging in. The first game of the NFL week six schedule is tonight. Bucks Eagles. We'll go through all the games, the latest in the NFL headlines. And uh the two players that when it came to the John Gruden thing, two current players that three current players that I immediately was like, oh dang, I felt bad for. Him. Tell you who that is next, ESPN 1420. All right, very short final uh, segment of this hour. Uh, we, we went a little long on the first two. We're going to come back in the 8 o'clock hour, dig into NFL upcoming week. We uh, we talked a little Dodgers-Giants. Norm had some elite baseball analysis earlier. Them batters. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? Them. All right. Um, Eagles, Bucks tonight. Thursday night football is always a little, not always. It's it, it it seems to me that it's a little kooky at times. It is in Philadelphia. Is tonight's game going to be closer than some expect? Considering the Bucks are a seven point road favorite. No, it's not. Ronk's out. Levante Davids out. Uh, Antoine Winfield's out. AB ain't out. AB going to have a big-time game. Remember I told you this. I feel like something weird's happening tonight, this game. Mm-hmm. This Thursday night football games have been great up until this one. I feel like Bucks win big, AB. Bucks win big, huh? AB going to tear it up tonight. John <sighs> told you. Something weird's going to happen tonight. AB. Something weird's going to happen tonight. AB going gonna to do something weird, and he's going to slander the Raiders. That's what, that's what's going. It's going to slam the you know, race. you know what? So first of all, when the when the second when the second string of email stuff came out about Gruden, obviously I felt bad for Carl Nassau because I'm like, this guy probably just wants yeah. to play football, and, and, and now he's the center. Now he has to face all this stuff that he'd rather not, and that sucks. The other two I felt bad for were Josh Jacobs and Derek Carr because. The Raiders asked those guys, and they I, I suppose they could have said no, but ne- they're team leaders. They're not going to say no. They made them go after the first racist thing that Gruden said came out, you know, something he, he emailed 10 years ago about Demari Smith, and they made them answer questions about essentially John Gruden and his integrity. I think he's good, and, you know, I play for him, and I, I've never seen this out of him or that out of him. They put those guys out there, and then a day later, all that stuff came out, and I was like, God, dog, man. They just, they they didn't know all that was going to come out, but they just laid out a trap for him, essentially. And those were the three guys on the current team that I was like, 
Man, that sucks. Then Dave, I mean, Carr came down and doubled down on his like, I, I like the person, I hate the sins. He said, he said, I love the man, I hate the sins. And that's that's I, he's look, Carr. He's talking about his experience it, with. And Carr is also and Carr is also openly very Christian. I mean, yeah. that's what he's going to say. Um, you know, and I I don't I don't have an issue with that or anything. But I just it sucks when you when you basically get put out there as kind of scapegoat's the wrong word. It's you just kind of. You're opening them up to something that they really don't deserve. I'm trying to get Marquette King back on the L. Weaves to talk about it because he talked about his stint and him getting released from the team from John Gruden without any explanation. Uh, I want to hear from Antonio Brown because he told us the Raiders organization was funky. He told us the Steelers organization was funky, and both franchises are, are turning to property right now just while he's sitting with his Super Bowl. They right? were off to a 3-0 and start and were fun and looking good, and now – it's all come tumbling down, but we will take a look at their matchup this weekend. Others will go through the schedule. And as it comes as it pertains to the Saints, biggest surprise this season, biggest disappointment, and best player thus far. And best moment thus far. Or worst moment, depending on how you look at it, the way Norman Locke looks at things. Oh, I got oh, I got my views. All right. Don't go anywhere. Great Scott show coming your way next. Hello, everybody. Welcome into the 8 o'clock hour of the Great Scott Show. Scott Brather, Norman Locke coming at you on a Thursday. All right. Talked little baseball. We actually did. I gave Norm a brief education on the history of Dodgers-Giants. That decisive game five tonight between a franchise that has played one another. Hang on. I already forgot 2000 how. Do you remember? It was, I know it was over 2,000 times. Since eighteen, since eighteen ninety, the Giants and Dodgers have played in the regular season two thousand five hundred thirty-five times. In the postseason, they played each other four times, ever, and it's all taken place since Friday. One of the most heated rivalries in sports. Somebody's moving on to the divisional series after tonight. You can hear the action right here on ESPN fourteen twenty pregame at uh, seven thirty. First pitch a little after 8 o'clock tonight, a little less than 12 hours away. Um, Saints. So on Wednesdays, I go on my friend Gus Cadgill's show in New Orleans, and he had a question yesterday, so I'm stealing it from him. But Saints, they still have a dozen games left. There's a lot of football left. Straight. At the bye week. week, Straight games. At the bye week. They got 12 after that. And five games in. I told everyone I felt like this team would be very up and down, Mm -hmm. that they had a wide gap between their floor and ceiling, and that they would be somewhat sporadic. And Norm, would you say that that was was an accurate prediction, at least based on what we've seen thus far? It wasn't a hot take. Okay, I'm not saying it was. was, You're right, it wasn't. It was (laughs) was a very educated, reasonable take, and that is what has unfolded. Mm -hmm. um, So four things here. Four things. Let's start with who has been the best player for the Saints through five games. For I've me, got mine, but I want to hear yours first. Malcolm Jenkins. Okay. Why? I think Malcolm Jenkins has been the most consistent defender. I think Malcolm Jenkins has been the most consistent leader. And I think he's been active in all five football games. And on paper, at least for me, he has he hasn't done anything glaring to not contribute to the team's success. And he hasn't done anything to thwart the team's success. I, I'm going to have to give Malcolm Jenkins, at his age, 
the MVP right now of the Saints. If you replace that, if all the things you said about him, but you just replace the name with Demario Davis, you'd be right. Yeah, but I'm, I would be. Only reason why I'm giving the edge to Malcolm Jenkins is because of the age. Because what he's doing right now for the New Orleans Saints, it's not a bad. No, it's not. It's not a hot take, and he has been very good this season. I, I I say Demario Davis. I think Lattimore's been tremendous, but he also missed a game. Um, he got torched by DJ you Moore. Could, you could use that. <sighs> DJ Moore didn't mm-hmm. even play in that game, did he? Yeah, he did. Wasn't that the game he missed? Well, against the Panthers. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's the game he missed. You sure? So who who's ta- who's lighting him up? You sure that? Sure. I thought Lattimore missed one game, and I thought it was Lattimore didn't even play in that game. Listen to you with your ridiculous takes. <laughs> Lattimore's been great. Really, really good. He missed one game, and depending on how you wanted to go about this exercise, you could either use that as reason for or reason against why he might not be top on your list. Biggest surprise. You don't Cam, believe me, do you? Cam, I don't even have to look it up. You're trying to look it up. I'm telling you he didn't play in that game. Yeah, I'm trying to see who was getting torched. Um, <laughs> was it Adebo? I'm trying to see who was getting tore up. Um, Cam Jordan, disappointment. Uh, there, He committed $4,000 for every sack that he's going to get this season. These people are starving, Cameron. They have no money because he has no sacks. Five games in, zero sacks. Trey Hendrickson got four and a half sacks right now. Guy, guy's a sack machine. Hey, hey look like somebody should have stayed. Somebody else should have gone. He, um, I think the pass rush as a whole is the biggest disappointment, and that's not – I'm not including, you know – Blitz packages or like Demario Davis who had a sack. I'm talking just. I'm talking straight for Jordan, four. Carl Granderson, Peyton Turner, Peyton Turner, Davenport. Marcus Davenport as a whole, the entire unit, and they're getting doubled. First of all, uh, Cam Jordan and and Turner and and uh, Granderson have been doubled more than any edge rushers in the league thus far when they've been on the field, which also tells me that. Uh, teams aren't respecting the Saints' D-line all that much in terms of the inside of it and the D-tackles. And when you lose the Sheldon Rankins and a Malcolm Brown and, and others, that that's going to happen. Um, so you're not having to double the big guys whenever you can just double the rushers. That's part of it, but you still have to get more of a pass rush. So as a whole, that's, that's the big disappointment to me. Um, I know a lot of people went Adam Troutman route. I had a reasonable take before the season that I was not expecting him to suddenly take this giant leap that I thought he still had a lot of uh, work to do to assimilate to the NFL level. So I'm not surprised by his up-and-down play. Not to say that I'm not disappointed, but when you're expecting something, Norm, it's a little different than... I feel like to be a biggest disappointment thus far or have a lot of work to do, if you want to word it that way, you also, for me, have had to have bigger expectations going in. So I'll say that. All right. I knew to tell the mind down. Biggest surprise. <sighs> Biggest surprise is Jameis Winston not being a top 10 in yards. In th- in, in pass. Truly going into the season, even with the receiving, the, the, the subpar wide receiving core, I still thought Jameis Winston in this office with Sean Payton has had a 4,000-yard throw up until the last two seasons. I thought Jameis was primed to come in and be a top 10, top 5 thrower of the football. But to, for him to be, I think, 29th uh, in the league right now in yards, uh, 29th or 30th in attempts, I, that's just something I would have I would have never thought that for him to be almost at the bottom of I mean, attempts. 
completions and yards. Five games in, no. I mean, I, I 29th I wouldn't have expected, but I would I wasn't expecting top ten. Look at who he's throwing the ball. Well, to. Look who's in the top ten right now. Who is in the top ten right now? Brady, Carr, Stafford, Herbert, Jackson, Murray, Mahomes, Cousins, Allen, Prescott. Is there any of those surprising? Yeah, I wouldn't say surprising, but not I a single one of them. I would have swapped them out for Cousins. If you're going uh, going into the season, no way. Look at the Saint. Look who he's throwing the ball to. You think he in Tampa Bay in his last year where he was just. Full on Jameis mode. Well, I'm look going at the receivers. These, the, these same receivers have been on. Well, not these same receivers, but most of the receivers on his team has been in his office for almost four years. Traquan Smith is in. Is in. Traquan Smith has he played this year? No. Okay. No. But I say going into is there the season, a this single is, receiver on this team that has been in the offense that long? The answer is no. No, but this is supposed to be preseason. Preseason. That's what I'm saying. Pre- I'm telling you, you're surprised that he. That I'm saying. 29th at, after five games. Look at who that's he's why throwing I'm the ball to. Before the season started, I expected him to be throwing to Trey Carson Smith. But, that's why but I, now you've got data. Without, five games in, Mister. I love how now you're five you're games trying in. to be a Traquan Smith stand when I'm, you've I'm rapped just, all over that guy for years. For years, but now in this argument, when he hasn't even played this season, you're he trying to played. use it for you. I, I was expecting no, no. Mike T. No, I was expecting no. Traquan Smith. I was expecting a, biggest a, surprise after five games. You're not expecting any of that. Hill. It's was, not. This isn't preseason. This is about right now, Norman. After five games, right now. So, like I said. I'm surprised that James Winston isn't in the top ten. If you would, because right. I thought he was going to come in and light it up. I didn't expect the receiving core to get no this way. depleted. There's no. I way. thought Traquan Smith. Everyone kept saying he's supposed to make the leap. Oh, all he needs is this, here, that, and the here, third. Here you are again with everyone. Hey. I, don't, I don't know a single person that said that. Not a single person that said that. But I won't say no one because I'm sure some people did. But you like to use the everyone. phrase everyone. Everyone. Had you stated. Biggest surprise is that he's 29th. I would have agreed with you. I did you. state that. No, you didn't. No. Your your statement was that he is not in the top 10 in passing yards yeah. after five games. And that is a terrible take. I'm sorry. I mean, you had, you had guys like Emory Hunt come out and put him as an MVP favorite preseason going into the season. That's what I mean. Like I said, they with had a lot of people. respect your cousin, that's a bad take as well. That, hey, he went viral with it. They had a lot of people that believed in it. Yeah. That's why I say going into the season – my expectations of this Sean Payton right and James Winston, in. my expectations going in was like, man, he's going to light it up. First game, five touchdowns. Oh, I'm like, oh, snap. 148 yards. Hey, you said it not me, but again, going, I was like, oh, snap. Five touchdowns, 140. I'm like, oh, this is going to be prime time. Sean Payton, Drew Brees-esque old James with a big old arm. Oh, they got receivers. Dante Harris. Oh, they got this, that, and the third. All these, all these weapons. All this old Sean Payton's offensive mindset. He's a genius. Why didn't you just listen to me? A genius five weeks Why in. Why didn't you just listen to me? I'm, I'm you keep saying all this everyone anyone thing. I I I, I was telling you these things that were going. The offense was going to happen. Was you also happen? told me before give Taysom a shot. Give Taysom a shot at what? At, give him a chance. Did I tell he, you that he did, when you asked me no, straight he, up, he, he will did. be the future quarterback of the Saints? What did I say? You said no. Okay. Thank you, you did tell me to give him a shot. I said I said he could win some games as a starter. Did he? 
See, this is what yeah. Norm does. He deflects whenever he's just yeah. caught in 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 a thing. When he hits you are, bad you're caught in a bad uh, take. Underachieving. You're caught in a bad. How could you expect? This isn't preseason. Underachieving. This is five games in, and you you're have five thousand yards, you have thirty all touchdowns, the thirty interceptions, based on the receiving core and what's available to you. Five thousand yards. Still surprised that he's not in the top ten with those 5, guys. Five thousand yards. With Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and a and a head coach that said, "Do whatever the hell you want." Yeah, I'm sorry. And I'm, you're surprised that with Marquez Callaway as his lead receiver, hey, hey, as you his let Nick Gundyan tell you that guy was supposed that to he's come in, in place. top ten. Ooh, hey, I gotta stay off the Saints wire. That's what it is. I be I be following all these Saints oh, wire people. You mean you mean you you Man. mean Saints fans think their team's gonna be good? No, and not the fans. I don't, listen fans. I don't listen to fans. I don't listen to fans. Yeah, I don't listen to fans. This is local media. You listen media. to fans on media. social media. It's local media. Try to loop local media guys. Everyone. Local media Everyone. guys. Click on some of their articles. I look everything. The clickbait got me. Sorry, Scott. You are you're you're the, the embodiment. You're just clickbait, but in real life. <laughs> <laughs> Nineteen after the hour. All right. All right. Moving on. That's the best type. Moving on. <laughs> uh the best moment of the season thus far through five games. The hell married to Marquez Calloway from Jameis Winston in the Patriots game. I mean, yeah, the throwaway tuck. Yeah, that's the best moment. For me. You mean in the game last week against Washington? No, no, the one against the Patriots. Oh, he oh, just threw it oh, up. What, yeah. It wasn't a hail mary. Oh, it, it was, was a hail mary. It was an our father. <laughs> it was, it was our no, father. you yeah, know what's yeah. funny? <laughs> that is mine as well. That whole game, Jameis created two memes that game. One before the game with Demario Davis. And <laughs> look at your team. It's just amazing. It was incredible. And then the Sean Payton's face after he threw that ball. And hey, it's God's plan. No, I. All right, we agreed on one because that is the, by far it's the best play. My favorite moment of the season because I was like, "What? You can't bleep and do that!" And then the aftermath of it was just—it was just amazing. Everything about it. Well, Kaz grabbed that thing. It was our fault. This really was our fault. Best moment. Best moment. All right, we'll take. Uh, we got a minute and a half before we have to get to a break, so let's go ahead and take a phone call. You got about a minute. Hey guys, good morning. How y'all doing? Good. Good. I'm gonna use this minute up quickly. My moment for this year would be everything that the Dallas Cowboys is doing, including winning. Because I, I really consider that game. I think we won that. That was no, a preseason no, game. That was a preseason game. game. Yeah, well, that too. You're right. So, but we won that game. So we undefeated when I do really look at our schedule. So everything the Cowboys been doing. I'm a Cowboys fan, and I think that gentleman you're talking to might be one, too. I'd be. And that's what I've enjoyed about this season. Now, everybody else in the NFL and every other fan of all these other teams, I really don't give a hello. Because the bottom line is what it is. All the crying I'm hearing from everybody's team, well, your owners and them all had a chance to go get the people they needed and make sure they were healthy enough to play the game. And oh, and just a reminder, football is a man's game, and it's a woman's game. It's anybody's game. But the point is, is if your guys can't stay healthy, oops, sorry, because this is a brutal sport, guys. This is brutal. In between them lines, we break people up, and if you can't hang, sorry, go Cowboys. There we go. Go Cowboys. We're not really talking about Dallas, but thank you, guys. Phone lines lit up. We'll get to more of your calls. 
and make some picks. Cowboys play at New England Sunday. Got some NFL games we need to dig into, make some picks. Don't go anywhere at ESPN 1420. back into the great Scott show. Scott praise the Norman Locke. And there there are times when you are just over the top disrespectful. Who, me? Yes. No, Scott, right now you leading the you leading the, the ESPN 1420 league in disrespect. That's not true. When have I been disrespectful? I'm going to say one key word, croaked. Croaked? Mhm. Mhm. You use that word to uh, talk about Miss Bus, not Miss Bus. Miss uh... said when 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 Gail Benson croaks one day. <laughs> yeah, that, that was pretty bad. But I corrected myself and apologized. <laughs> but, but I didn't double down on it. I was like, you know what? I probably should word it differently. It's. I even said, you know, but I mean that you, you're sitting over here during the break, just ripping into Dan Campbell for crying yesterday. a little bit. I, I talked about yesterday. Crying. My head coach crying. Supposed to be the leader of men. Yeah, and men cry, Norm. Men do cry, but not in front of the camera after you lose a football game. Norm, not Norm, the head coach. Norm cries sometimes when he leaves the studio on Thursday morning. He's like, God dang it, Scott just owed me again. But I wouldn't do it on Instagram Live with you. But but <laughs> but it, it, it's all it's all about what you're crying about when you cry. I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. You're crying for your team. You believe in your team. You don't think the. How do you think Lions players feel about Dan Campbell for real? They'll and how do, you think, how do you think Jags players feel about her? They'll take him to the club. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, two 0-5 teams, but you, the vibe's a little different. It's a lot different. It's a lot different. With Urban Maya, I know in that locker room, they're like, Herb, can't go to Chili's, huh? <laughs> like, you can't, <laughs> you can't go to Outback with you, huh, Herb? But see, with Dan Kev, like you say, I, I'll run through the wall for him, but I'm going to say, Dan, I don't ever want to catch you crying in the postgame again. Like, bro, like we're going to cry in the locker room together. When we got in that post game in front of all these other people, what's the first thing I get on the field? You know, somebody go tell me, "Your head coach be crying, huh? Wussy, wussy." I'm up. Is it better? Because guess what? I'm calling you a wussy. I'm the one that's put you wussy crying and crying and all ben the, the post game interviews. And Campbell would. You want to do it to me if I was six four two fifty? Yes, he would. If you were in an octagon with him, that guy would destroy he, you. If I was six four two fifty, he won't see me. If you if you had the same athletic skills you do at five seven one thirty, then no, he would. Still Not five you. seven one thirty. Just, I'm exaggerating. Okay. I'm just doing the normal wrong doing image of Norman does. <laughs> Sorry, five like nine one seventy maybe. Cool. Five you, ten one. I would love to see you on a racehorse. I've heard of ta- No, no, yeah, no. That's not what I'm talking about. I would love to see Norman in a jockey outfit with a little stick, squatting down yeah, on do top it. of a racehorse. I'd be off that. Thing. I would pay money. And I don't have much. I would pay money to see. I know the Desimos. I could get on a horse. Dude, I know you do. You, you know, I know you do. It's like, I, let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. Would you do it for charity? I'll do it for charity. No, you wouldn't. You'd be like, no, but I'll do it if you pay me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Phone lines are lit up. Let's uh, let's get to them. ESPN 1420. Hello. Hey, am I up? You are. Oh, okay. Uh, Scott, you're just going to have to realize Norman 
gets a lot of his terminology from the ESPN, CBS, NBC, Mothership computer. And so far, the computer has been spitting out that every good thing that Jameis Winston does is nothing but pure luck. And that's how they uh, coined the term Hail Mary on every touchdown throw he's had. Uh, Sunday, I heard the announcer in the game call the touchdown to uh, Deontay Harris a Hail Mary pass. So every we're going to have to just coin every touchdown that Jameis throws the rest of the season, Hail Marys, and when he ends up the season with 40 or 42 or 44 Hail Marys and eight or ten picks, you know, I guess, you know, we'll just have to live with it the way it is because until they get the new narrative spit out to them by mother computer that says, oh, Jameis is doing good now, which will probably be – two years from now, the way it looks like. The computers run a little bit slow right now. Okay. I think, amen, you know, if, if they're going to do it, yeah, they need I'm, to get more creative. Come up Jay, with some different Jay, prayers. James is going to get the 40 touchdowns uh, winning 15 games. Hey, man, I'll get a James jersey yeah, if, yeah. We go, if we go by your takes, Kyle. Scott, you, yeah, you, ever, you, ever look, you ever watch Jimmy Kimmel show and he shows how, like, something makes the news and 96 different news organizations all use the same exact term to coin whatever it was. I haven't. I haven't, but I believe it. Oh, you know, like Bubble Boy. Bubble Boy went up in the balloon today. Bubble Boy, you know, and they all they, well, they all end up using it. Every every local station. So, Kyle, are you, are you accusing Norm of being unoriginal? Uh, well, I mean, he, 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 he has his set of, let's say, his source. That he comes up with. So he's like he's like he's like got the wristband like the quarterback let's, does when they're going in the like house. He's just, he's he just got like a rundown of like twelve a dozen plays. No more in the air. When yeah, he could he could he could go from here to Buffalo over to Seattle and and say the same thing and he would get the same response for the first ten minutes until they until they realized oh man this guy is he's a mothership puppet. Norm, I gotta let you respond. I'm not. Well, I talked to Kyle. Almost every day. And uh, Kyle, I'll say if my takes come from the mothership, Kyle's takes come from a different world. So, And that's just that's the, the, the relationship me and Kyle have. You know, I let his takes come from the aliens, the extraterrestrials. Yeah. You know, he came on and he said the Saints was going 16-1. and one. And then when they lost another game, it's hey. Hey, going 15-2. and two. So, I mean, as when the takes come hey. down like that, when he lose another game, probably going to go... Fourteen and three. So I mean, at, at the rate it's going, okay. Kyle's going to get right. He's okay. going to be right at, at the end of the season. So okay. all right, he's going to be right, Kyle. At least, at least I think outside of the 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 network narrative box of of and picking that, the games right after they lose, you, saying you, that you the some good if you could do that too, huh? No. Have you, oh, and by the way, Scott. Hey, am I still there? Yeah. Okay. By the way. Uh, he he's got a nickname. He's actually got street cred on his own show. All the callers uh, call him GPM. That's short for Goalpost Mover. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Whenever he does your show and the other guys are doing his show, everybody, you know, we have a lot of fun. Whenever he's not there. Oh yeah, because <laughs> nobody's there to check y'all. <laughs> y'all get on there and do what y'all want. I'm the enforcer around here, Kyle. I want you to know about that. I'm the enforcer, Kyle. But you know what? You know, you know what I need to enforce more? 
Carolina Panther fans calling in pretending to be Saints fans. That's what a, I need to patrol. We're in a Panthers hoodie right now. I got now. it from Kyle. That Panthers hoodie? You yeah, got? I got it from Kyle. It's the DeLome hoodie. <laughs> you guys need to just. Kyle, you there? Y'all need to hang you out. You there, more. Kyle? Y'all need to hang out. All right, See, he's gone. Right, he's gone go, when let's, you bring up the let's, Jake DeLome. Let's, let's, go, let's go back to the phone lines here. <laughs> ESPN 1420. Hello. <laughs> The only mothership I worship is P Funk. Hey, um, I, agree I don't with know if I got that. But anyway, I know P Funk is. I'm sure Norm, you don't listen to that type of. No, music. I do not listen to that type he of. Does, music. He does not. And that, and that make now I see what I see where Kyle's coming from. <laughs> you you <know>? see. <laughs> I see where he's coming from. You don't you don't know the history, man. Your history, and, and guess what? And I'm I'm gonna come back at you. Dick Vermeil cried his way to a Super Bowl. I so, I I know. actually yeah. I, I I referenced that during the break to Norm. I, I brought up Dick Vermeil whenever he started. Scott said that he cried on cue. It was more of an acting. I, I, of, well, I didn't say it was acting. Nah, I said man, the guy could literally cry on cue. I mean, but hey, man, when when this quarterback went down, that man yeah. was distraught. Man, that man was out there crying. My my thing is, I, I don't. <clears throat> nothing's wrong with with someone crying, especially just was showing emotion. You know, now you can you can always say, well, hey, you got to do enough to not be put in that uh, situation where you where you losing on the last second, you know. Uh, and but then come out in the post game and cry. It's just the weekend and week out preparation, and you know the agony, of defeat, whatever jaws of defeat. You know, you can come up with any of them. Who's the um, head coach that went on sixteen? He wasn't crying, huh? Oh, Hugh Hugh Jackson. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he wasn't. Yeah, yeah. But hey, hey, hey. Like I said, man, think about the uh, Chargers last year. They lost a lot of uh, close games last year, and look what they're doing now. You know, it's not, I know it's early. Uh, it builds character. Who knows what the Lions can be next year you know under, what, under uh, Campbell? You know what builds um, character? Crying. I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. At first, I, I laughed at him. You know, I didn't. I didn't. I, stuff, I, I, but, I thought. But, I, but at the same time, I, though, yeah. man, I, I, I ease back. I like Campbell, man. I, I think do Campbell. Too. I do too. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure at first. I wasn't sure at first, but I, I, I think, I think, I, I think I'm a Campbell nah, fan. Nah, I, well. I think, I think, nah, that hey, man. I, I think it's gonna uh, hopefully inspire. You know, I know I, there's only so much I can root for the Lions for in the same conference. So <laughs> it's kind of weird. Like I don't want to root for the Lions. Well, well, his I'm wife not, took him know. home and patted him on the back and gave but him some not, good breast milk to eat with the man. Norm's just wait. Said, that again? He just he he, he said <laughs> I hey, hope man, his hey, wife took him man. home. Kyle stunned you, man. And yeah, I, I that's what Kyle it is. He said Kyle stunned me. He, he stunned you. Kyle, oh, he Kyle stunned me. you. Hey, he, he got off the phone after I asked him about this Carolina. No, he had already hung oh, up. Nah, he had hey, already hey, that's the smart move. You know, you see what he did. He said what he had to say. Boom. He stung you, man. What's your what's your what's your favorite Parliament Funkadelic song? Flashlight. Hey man, that, that, that's a hard question to ask. Flashlight, like, because there's so many errors. There's so many errors. But if, if uh, I like electric spanking of war babies, man, that's, that's like a. I don't know if you familiar with that song. It's flashlight. I, I I'll be. I haven't. I haven't listened to them in several years. So I. I oh no! Like I said, when I, no, like like I said, I had to. That's a good question, man. Um, and I give you something to think. Cause about. Sometimes some of the some of the stuff, like some of the Offset stuff, with Junie Morrison. Uh, Bootsy Collins, like some of the offset, the brides of Funkenstein. Like I said, man, that's a whole other conversation. But uh, even Roger, even Roger Troutman with Zap, that that was an offshoot of uh, Parliament. I don't know if you knew that or not, but I didn't. Yeah, Last well, he played on the Electric Spanking and War Babies album. But but 
man, like I said, Scott, we have to one day, me and you have to sit down bro, and uh, talk about this. This is <laughs> flashlight. That's what you said? Yes. Uh, you know, you know what's so crazy about flashlight? Everybody talking about, oh, man, Bootsy, uh, based on that. Well, Bootsy wasn't on base. That's the keyboarder. Bernie Worrell, Worrell dropped some uh, keys, nice uh, bass in. But, but like I said, man, Parliament, that's some of the, man, the vibes of that music. I can't really get too deep into it. I don't want to I love the passion. I love the passion. And, huh? you, and, and if you got so passionate about it that you cried a little, I would respect it, and Norm would make some, you know, childish well, hold up, joke. Though. Well, hold up, though. That's, if you're going to get you in front of camera. Hey, there's a call. Hey, hold up, hold up. There's a phone call, Good Thoughts, Bad Thoughts, by uh, Parliament. I was on the uh, make, phone. It make you cry in the post game? Huh? It will make you cry. So I don't listen to my music out just out in the open with people like that, okay. you know. But but when you listen to the lyrics and some of the stuff he's saying, yeah, hey, you know, the, 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 the music touches you, you, man. It's a, it's a vibe, I love it, yeah, man. It's I love football, it, man. But I got you need to listen to it, man. Not not none of that, you know. I don't know what you listen to, but a lot of this modern music is pure garbage, man. I listen to Stevie it's, Wonder, it's, bro. It's so much. No, I listen sir, to Stevie man, so Wonder. Hate, I listen to Stevie Wonder. It's joyous. My life is so joyous listening Let's to this Stevie Wonder. A lot Wonder. of young artists so much hating their hearts. So you, much you, I listen to Stevie Wonder. No, he was just talking about you. He's talking about young artists. Oh, well, yeah, he's like, you You don't listen to I told him, I, I don't listen to these young artists. Listen to Stevie Wonder. <laughs> you, I'm just saying. Five it's, heartbeats, bro. What are you talking about? You think Sky hooked me up with the Beastie Boys compilation tape? Like, come on, what are you talking about? I didn't. All but right. if you want well, some okay. of just the deep cuts, the deeper cuts, I will. The beat sides. No, yeah. I'm just saying, when I get a chance, man, I, I just, I'll knock any modern music. I'm not talking about pop. I'm talking about some of this hip-hop, man. If you call that hip-hop. Yeah, it's just a lot of hate. Ain't too many buying Jovies walking and, and, and around it's, no more. It's poisoning, man. And it's poisoning the, uh, the youth. True. Just a bunch of, uh, Super poison. Just, Super poison. But hey, uh, man, don't go listen to them songs that came out in the 70s. You're right. Well, now you know. But anyway, but hey, Scott, don't, don't have that man. Hey, do not put that man in the uh, jockey outfit. I don't want to see that. But look, you have a good one, and uh, thank you. Too heavy. I wouldn't win. All right, one more before the break. ESPN fourteen twenty. Hello. No, what are you listening to, no? I'm listening to this right now. Stevie Wonder dropped the album, um, so I'm bumping that right now. I'm trying to see if Gladys Knight gonna put out something else. Uh, you don't listen to none of that stuff. What? How? How you? What? Why you assume that? You know, you know, listen to Lil Wayne a lot. Lil what? Wayne is trash rap. How, how you gonna tell me that? Rap, how you, how you like tell me that? What? Yo, Come on, man. I, I heard Genuine about to drop a new album too. Like I'm, you know, I'm just yeah. all Joe to see John B. You know, I'm going, uh, I'm going. All those people about to drop tapes. You might be in, you might be in love, but I don't think he in love that much. Man, I'm waiting on the Bon Jovi to drop Apple Music, man. Garth Brooks. Scott. Yes, Ronnie. Don't, don't forget what I told you. Norm Slick, you got to watch him. <laughs> do some bad things to us in the afternoon, man. Do some bad not things slick to around us, me. Me and Scott jammed the Garth Brooks man. early in the morning. Yeah, man, so. Garth's got some good songs. No, 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 no. What about some Conway Twitty early in the morning? No, no, no. No, Come no, on. no. The man's got a line. He's <laughs> <laughs> got a line. Thank you, Ronnie. All right, when we come back, we'll... uh. Make some picks. NFL week six. You know who this is? Some some guy with a guitar. He probably cried after this song. It's a Beastie Boys. It's a B-side? No. On the Hello Nasty album. Hey, man. Hello is nasty. Getting you, getting you emotional. <laughs> You're about to start tearing up. Somebody get Dan Campbell. I don't.
Scorpio. Welcome back into the great Scott Show. Scott Prather, Norman Locke. You have a little bit longer to sign up. If you haven't yet, my only question is why the hell haven't you? For the ultimate tailgate experience, we're talking a tailgate for 50 for UL's homecoming. Fizo Seafood Steakhouse Oyster Bar and Catering. They're going to hook you up. Great spot, tailgating spot right near the band. We're talking the use of tent tables, chairs, of course, the delicious food, the soft drinks, the waters. Fizo's is hooking you up. Only one way to enter to win, ESPN1420.com or the ESPN1420 app. Click on tailgate, sign up there. It's free to sign up. Why would you miss out on the opportunity for this? Got to sign up. The tailgate spot, man. That's it. ESPN fourteen twenty. So come eat off that black pot. Saints announced yesterday Sam Nils would be added to their uh, ring of honor. Hopefully Ooh. they spell his name right. <laughs> <Don't do that. laughs> Sam Nils, uh, and they've got two more to go for the Dome Patrol because obviously they all need to be uh, to be in there. So is it okay for him to be in two different ring of honors? Are you okay with that as a Saints fan? I, I get it's it's always been weird to me. Like I I it's it's cool that Carolina loves him. But he played there for three years. <laughs> and they built a statue of him. Like, it was almost like they, they could ahead of, t- they ahead of time realize this guy's an all-time great, and we're just going to we're gonna do this early so we can claim him. And I always was like, what? That's, that's the most like, confusing thing. Th- he was there for three years. I'm like, why did he love him so much? But, I mean, who well, else? Well, he was awesome, and he actually came up with the mantra key pounding, and he, and he passed away. And so I, I, I get who else would you real life – Put a statue as a Panther. A statue? I mean, well, they they hadn't even the franchise hadn't even been around. That's what I'm long saying. Like that's why I'm okay it. with them doing it. Because who else would you really? You don't put need a- one if you're Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, Scott. I mean, you don't really. I mean, it's fine. I I'm not even saying that like it's stupid. I just thought it was weird how early it was. But now as I get older, I'm like, oh, defensive they just, end. Um, they wanted to they wanted to just get it all. Julius Peppers. Julius Peppers. He's, okay. he's going to get one. He's getting well, one. and he's in there. They call one. I think they call it the the Hall of Honors. With okay, they call it. and uh, Steve Smith is one. in it, and Jordan Gross, and Jake Delhomme's in it. Uh, they love Jake. Now nah, he don't deserve a statue. No, no. Yeah, no. I was saying statue. No, I th- no, no. I think yeah, Peppers, I, I, Peppers he doesn't deserve no, a statue. He doesn't deserve a statue, but but he deserved to be in their Hall of Honor, and and he is and. Is there anyone? Jake does color commentary for uh, for their radio team each week. Is there anyone other than Drew Brees that deserves a statue for New Orleans Saints? Statues. I mean, Gleason's got one, and that's that's that's. There's a lot to unpack there because it's it's the moment. Correct. It's Correct. Stonecoming. It's Correct. Gleason. Correct. There's a I'm whole saying just lot for there. Performance. Probably performance. not. I know there's a lot about you know. I know some that feel Thomas like the, the dome, <laughs> the dome patrol should. Um, but you know, I mean. It's not like the purple people eaters, the steel curtain, you know, teams that some that won. It's not like they have statues. Um, I think it would be cool, and I wouldn't have necessarily an issue with it. But just get them all in the ring of honor. That 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 can that can suffice. I That's think a, a dome patrol statue would be cool though. Have it four be, of them all in that be, in that pose would, that everybody. It would be cool, but I don't think it's necessary. No, no, no. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't be like. Get this out of here. This is dumb. But I wouldn't be like, do it now. Today. There's a bronze shortage. But they need some. They need some. <laughs> need some more. All right. All right. Shoot. I got all confused. Now I had the schedule pulled up. Got me thinking about bronze. I deleted. I hit X on the on the schedule page of this computer here. Let me pull the NFL schedule back up. Um, all right. Yeah. So I think the Bucks win tonight. I think it's going to be much closer than you do. You've already said you think Tampa Bay blows out Philly on the road. In London. Two Florida teams. 
across the pond to p- I know, no, my British accent is horrible. Oh God. No, it's horrible. It's, it's really bad. Across the pond? Across I can't the even pond. do your no, bad really British bad. accent. It's, it's really bad. Um, <laughs> the Tilly. Jacksonville and Miami. Two bad Florida teams playing across the pond. Jacksonville remains winless. Dolphins win, but it's, yeah. It's a, yeah, it's, it's across uh, you, the pond. Chicago. <laughs> bad is my accent. Hosting. You're right. Those teams are. Somehow as bad as your accent. Chicago hosting the Packers. Soldier Field. I got to go with the Packers, man. The Packers still look like a well-on machine right now. And uh, Chicago, they still trying to get their points. Yeah, Chicago's kind of hot and cold, but the Packers usually have their number. Let's be real. Chicago's going to keep it close, and Rodgers is going to break their heart. We've seen this thing on repeat. Uh, Detroit Lions. Who do they play? The Bengals. Bengals feeling off. Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow's on throat rest. Yeah, but he's 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 gonna he's gonna play. play? Okay, throat rest. <laughs> he's on throat rest. <laughs> I'm I'm going with the Bengals with this one. Lions get their first win. Ooh. Cry me a river, Dan Campbell. All right, now I got. I'm joy. sending you straight the cry face. Soon as it doesn't happen. Okay, no, it's coming. All right, I'd like to tell you that I care. I, I know you I don't. don't. I don't. I'm I'm say, right, it's fine. I'm gonna tweet it. Okay. Uh, what about if Detroit wins? If Detroit wins? Yeah, what are you going to do then? Nothing. I will put Move along. my face on Dan Campbell's body. Is that, is no, that she, no, no don't, don't do it. No. Okay. Uh, Colts-Texans. <laughs> it's another nasty game. Uh, Colts win. I guess so. How did they How did they blow that game? Lamar was incredible. Carson but wins. But Indianapolis also blew that game. Carson wins. Their kicker had something to do with it. Their play calling had something to do with it. New York Giants apparently now missing... Half their roster hosting the Rams. We're taking the Rams. Taking the Rams. Chiefs at Washington. Are the Chiefs going to get things right here? Yeah, Chiefs going to bounce back. I keep saying that. I mean, if the Saints were able to beat the Washington football team, I think the Chiefs can. I, I got to take the Chiefs too, but I'm just kind of like, what's what's happening here? Carolina, now losers of two straight, hosting the underwhelming, sometimes good Vikings. I'm taking Kyle's Carolina Panthers for the dub. The um, Sam you know Dome. Kyle Kyle roots for the Saints, right? You know that, right? Right now, Carolina. <laughs> I'm I'm ah, this game's weird. I'm taking Carolina. I'm taking Kyle's Carolina Panthers. I a noon game that's like the the E game on Fox. Like they'll have like no one seeing this outside of like Carolina, the, yeah, uh, outside yeah, of St. Paul, Minneapolis, and Charlotte. Yeah. These are the games where Cousins like thrives in. I mean, we said this when the spotlight, when everyone is like, "Oh yeah, that game. Oh yeah, they're playing." Uh, the I Vikings. Like, I, like, I like Carolina's defense. The Vikings will win. Like Ravens, Chargers. Mm, now this one here. Oh she. This is the best game on the schedule this week. <sighs> Man, after seeing what Lamar did, short week, they keep escaping the Chargers. It's they didn't shootout. escape Dallas, but they're a team that in the past would lose all these close games. Now they're suddenly starting to win them. I'm taking the Ravens. I'm taking the Ravens. I, uh, and a shootout close one. Shootout it, close if, one. If it was in L.A., I'm taking the Chargers. I'm taking Baltimore as well. Uh, the pedestrian Baker Mayfield quarterback-led Browns hosting the undefeated Cardinals. Taking the Browns. Yeah, I think the pedestrian quarterback-led team. Will win as well. Taking the Browns. I think the Browns win. Hand cards their first loss. Better teams most right now. The Broncos hosting the Raiders. Ooh. Ooh. 
Broncos win. Yeah, the Raiders, they, they they've been, know, dealing, they they've been dealing with a couple yeah. things yeah. this week. Nah, a uh, couple things. Patriots and the Cowboys in Foxborough. See, I'm not in control. I'll hit that. How about them Cowboys? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, Cowboys win. Cowboys win. Pittsburgh, Seattle, we get a lousy Sunday night game. Yeah. No Russell Wilson. For some odd yeah, reason, at I, Heinz Field. I really think Seattle wins. Seattle wins. Geno Smith is going to lead them to a victory at Seattle Heinz Field. Seattle wins. Okay. I'll take Pittsburgh and Tennessee and Buffalo. Give me the Bills. I don't they care. This is Nashville. That defense is horrible. Tennessee, I've been. They're going to light them up. I've been, I've been, come on. I'm telling y'all, Tennessee's not going to light them up. They just happen to play up. in the worst division in football. The Bills somehow lost to the to the Steelers, and since then have just demolished everyone. Everyone. Everyone on the Bills Mafia, man. I'm going to slam Lynn through a table. All right. <laughs> that is it for the Great Scott Show. Get Norman and Lynn later with the lock-in this afternoon. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow morning. Gus Cattengill, Brad Topham, James Butler, all scheduled to join me for various segments. Looking forward to it. Have a great Thursday, everybody. Greenies next, ESPN 1420. It's all